It's Thursday, the 15th of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shadwicker here, filling in for Tim Gilbert, and of course, joined by Shane Lee. How's the lead up to Christmas going, Shane O? Very, very long lead up. I'm very tired. <laughs> I, I need to be fired up. Well, I tell you what, I'll help you. I'll help fire you up. I saw a great story. Yep. Uh, just overnight um, from Italy, okay? Uh, okay? Serie A, the great football competition. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, one of the teams is owned by former Italian Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi, mm-hmm. uh, very outspoken, a very uh, controversial figure. He has he runs a team called AC Monza. Um, right. And now, look, they're not a top-tier team by any means in Serie A. They get pumped a lot. But he uh, basically was doing a function, wanted to inspire the troops and inspire the people that are uh, investing in the team. And in his speech, he said, look, we've found a new coach who is at our youth team. He's very good, smart, kind, capable mm-hmm. of stimulating our lads. And I told the guys that if you, when you play Milan or Juventus, if you win against one of these top teams, I will bring a busload of prostitutes into the locker room <laughs> as a reward. The Boonga Boonga party. Unbelievable display. No wonder they're getting pumped a lot. Jesus, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like Berlusconi, I mean, he's he's a wild figure. You know what's crazy as well about this team, though? He also has strict restrictions on his team, which is so fascinating for him to do an offer like that because he has rules for his team where it says the players must not have any tattoos, earrings or beards, right? Uh, and their hair needs to be neatly styled to the point that they had a barber available on site who would make that happen if he thought that the lads looked uh, too out of place, which is... So juxtaposed to the busload of prostitutes comment. <laughs> well, what is this, 1942? What is it? I know. <laughs> it's insane what he said. Um, also, uh, his club is also being investigated at the moment for financial irregularities. I wonder what those could be. Mm, I wonder what li- the money's been getting spent a few li- on. A few light items there. <laughs> yeah. Hard to explain. Uh, look, on today's show, we've got to talk the FIFA World Cup. It is now locked in who is going to be playing in the final. Uh, a bit more to talk about in regards to cricket overnight. A strange rule in the Big Bash, and we are smashing it in the pool. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg, and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Well, the World Cup final has now been decided. Argentina's opponent will be the reigning champions, France, after a 2-0 win over Morocco. It wasn't a dominating performance, though. France getting up 1-0 after five minutes and then struggling for most of the match to try and uh, put a dent into the Moroccan defence. Yeah, viva la France. They they still look pretty good, I thought, pretty sharp. And I think, like the French, they can switch off pretty easily after the, they got that second goal. <laughs> I think they, they they knew they were into the final for the second second year running. And um, mate, I did say I did predict this French, uh, the French and the Argentinians. Um, and I think I think the French will will win the World Cup now. I think uh, really, you they, don't they think the the messy fairy tale for the goat 
career will uh, happen. No, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna, that's going to end there for Messi. He's going to be very, very upset. But, uh, yeah, I think the French are just too big, too strong. And as we saw, you know, Argentina only had 39% of possession in the, in the semifinal. Yeah. If they give France that much ball, they will score lots of goals. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's going to be two powerhouses. It's going to be quite the game mm. uh, for the World Cup final. You're picking France. I'll go the fairy tale. I'll okay. say Argentina will win. Storylines are great. And I feel like Messi getting the World Cup, uh, especially after Ronaldo getting eliminated, really just mm. puts a puts an end to the goat debate. I feel when it comes to football's Ooh, greatest okay. player. So Love it. I'll back him to win that. Let's have a look at cricket. Uh, let's have a the South African barrage is expected, according to Manus. How's it, me brew? Um, but we know that Manus Labashay or Labskanski, as they say in um, Afrikaans. Um, was born in South Africa, so he spent his first 10 years there, and he believes when he when he came to Australia, he only actually spoke Afrikaans himself. So he believes that the South Africans may talk to him in that language and sledge him in that language, so oh, he says it's wow. going to be quite heated, yeah. he has He's never played a test match against South Africa, but he's played a one-dayer and got 100 against them. Um, but, yeah, he thinks it's going to be pretty fiery up there at the Gabba. What happens when you're on the pitch and you're playing a country that speaks another language? Is anyone there monitoring... The sledging, like, because you, if you in English just blatantly start swearing and ripping shreds off someone, you'll get yeah. in trouble on the pitch. But is anyone making sure that they're not doing it in another language? No, not at all. <laughs> that, 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 that was a frustrating thing. But uh, you could generally tell if they weren't being too kind here uh, by, the, <laughs> by the tone of the comments. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, let's turn our attention to Big Bash. I've watched the footage of this intro, uh, introduction by Lim. Uh, it played it played fine for strikers, but what was with this trumpets playing on the top of the stadium situation? Nothing but the best for the big bash, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Couple of trumpeters on top of the yeah. So it's the first match he has played for strikers, and he did pretty well, forty one off thirty four balls. But I tell you what, um, the Sixers they they could only manage strikers scored six for one hundred eighty four, and the Sixers could only manage one hundred thirty three for seven. They just look old and slow, um, the Sixers. Ooh. They've got a really ageing team now with you know, Jordan Silk, Moses Enrique, Stephen O'Keefe, Dan Christian, who's, who's 40. Um, they look pretty old. Maybe they need a bit of Bellasconi sort of injection, maybe a Sin Incentives <laughs> for after the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, I'm not going to comment on that, I feel. Uh, one thing I did notice about the Big Bash uh, overnight has been this fascinating story in regards to their treatment of COVID positive players. Mm. The Big Bash must be the only sport in the country that is still putting measures in that aren't just simply, if you've got COVID, don't play. Like, what, what are we doing here? An extra dressing shed for them to just walk out with the players anyway? Well, that's what they're doing now. So if you, if you have tested positive to COVID um, in the Big Bash, um, because they were decimated last year and it was literally guys, they were pulling off the street, they were getting a game last year, um, they now will warm up by themselves and have their own dressing room. But this just reminds me of this country we live in now. I reckon in about two years' time, every player will have their own dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> every player will warm up on their own, participate I, in their own. I just don't I mean, get it. I mean, every other yeah. sport is essentially like you need a test negative to play. Yeah. That's pretty much yeah. it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like doing yeah. this little dance by the Big Bash just shows how behind Cricket Australia mm. and the Big Bash are with the other sports. Like it's so stupid to me. <laughs> that they are still doing yeah. stuff yeah. like this. It's like, look at the major sports around the country, guys, and just emulate what they're doing because, surprise, they know what they're doing. 
Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah it's pretty sorry. embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, before we uh, move on from cricket and into the pool, let's talk about India. Some interesting uh, news about the gap, the gender gap between their, well, their most favourite sport, cricket. Yeah, and we're, and we're talking about um, match payments here. So for the first time, um, India have now decided to pay uh, the women the same amount for both test matches, one dayers, and T20s. Um, so that's a 500% pay increase for the girls. Um, they, they'll end up getting $20, $28,000 per test match. Now, the girls only play maybe one test match a year, so let's put this in perspective. Um, they get 5400 for a T20 and 10800 for a one-day international, which is great for the girls. The thing that this doesn't talk about is that the men then go and play all these leagues like the IPL. Yeah. The Indian, the Indian cricketers are earning hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, and they're worshipped like gods. They are, yeah. You yeah. know, I think. But but I guess the other thing, though, is the women's game in India has a quite big crowds and yeah. following, so you can afford to exactly you know, right. it's a bit rich to not be paying them if, you've, if you're getting all these numbers. You know, it's a bit of a different story in other parts of the world, so that's one place where it should be a bit more even. But, I mean, they'll be desperate to play more games now. Oh, definitely. And, look, it's, it's great for the girls. And you're right, they're actually getting big crowds over there. And... Um, Mate, I've been to India over fifty times, and and both men and women both love the sport equally. It's um it's good to see the girls getting paid well. Let's uh, go to the pool now as well. And uh, speaking of the girls, our our women are going absolutely nuts over in the championships at the moment. Emma Kieran, uh, look sub fifty in the hundred oh. meter leg. It's a new record, and it is fast. <laughs> Mate, she's unbelievable. The girl from the Gong where I grew up, and she. Yeah, she swam 49.96, the only female ever to break 52nd uh, for the 100 metres. But I was looking at her her stats, her numbers. Overall, including Olympic Games and uh, World Championships, Pan Packs and Com Games, she's got 28 gold medals. She's got five Olympic medals, two silvers, four bronze, so 11 Olympic medals already. And she's getting faster. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, and you know what, like with, especially with things like swimming and, and athletics, the arms race begins now. Yes, you know what I mean. Like once one person gets sub fifty, mm-hmm. well, watch yep. watch it start to tumble. The more people now that'll start coming underneath it because it's almost that once it's proven, everyone can start hitting it. That's you it. You know what I mean? That's it. Like barrier, uh, which is outrageous. Hey, uh, stay with us because coming up after this short break, we've got to talk tennis. Nick Kyrgios, NRL, some devastating news for Manly boxing and more. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies, and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. All right, let's talk tennis. Nick Kyrgios. Uh, look, <laughs> you know, with the... Drama that we spoke about with TA, completely disrespecting uh, Nick Kyrgios. It doesn't mean he's going to limit the amount of tennis he's playing in Australia. In fact, he has added a big tournament to his lead-up to the Aussie Open. He has, the Adelaide in, uh, International. So he'll play that, um, which is a lead-in. 
Um, I, I found it's quite funny that his, his great mate Tanasi Kokonakis actually won that last year, mm. and he and he said, "I believe it's a good tournament." So he's, he's going to go there and try and beat his mate now, which I well, find Novak also has it listed as his first tournament back in Australia as well. There you go. So, so it's going to be a going to be a cracking lead up. Oh yeah, you know what's exciting as well? This got shared on his socials and a bunch of tennis players' socials mm-hmm. uh, earlier this morning. Netflix from the same producers of Drive to Survive have uh, produced a documentary series that features the special Ks. Love it. uh, And a bunch of other great tennis players. It's going to be coming out January 13, and it is about the beginning. uh, It's beginning at the Australian Open. Uh, They've gotten agreements with the Grand Slam tournaments, all the big four, ATP, WTA, ATP Media as well. And it's believed that they have have had a presence at every Grand Slam tournament this past year. So we are going to see some chatter, Jeez, uh, some of the drama, and I know some people within tennis uh, Australia and some of the touring uh, players as well, and some of the juicy storylines that happen behind the scenes with these tennis players, mm. if they get half of them in this series, it is going to be fascinating. I think, without knowing exactly what's going in it, I just think uh, at the end of this, I reckon people are going to lo- love Nick a lot more than they do now. Yeah, well, I guess we'll yeah. see. We yeah. shall see. Uh, look, let's talk to NRL at the moment. It hasn't been a great day for a couple of clubs with injuries. The Broncos, Kobe Hetherington mm. uh, coming down with an injury at training, uh, bicep injury that will keep him out for quite some time. But the biggest name on the injury list, and look, if, if it feels like deja vu, it should, Tom yeah. Javojevic has done his hamstring in the preseason oh. for the second time. Tommy Turbo. Well, so last year it was his left hamstring that kept him out. Funnily enough, it's his right one. But this is the right one that remember he tore when he was at the Stain Hotel and he he, mm. he raced some guy in the Corso. Yeah, we used to call we used to call that pub Manly the Bloodstain. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> but yeah, so he's torn that one again. So they reckon it's probably not as bad as the one last year. But yeah, he's obviously pretty highly strung. That's for sure. Mate, you're looking at you're looking at a 26 year old fullback who's a highlight reel. Who mm. with Manly, and I'm probably pulling this a little bit out of my out of my ass at the moment, but I could be wrong. But I feel like they are sub 50 when it comes to Trebovich not being on yeah. the field. Yeah. I yeah. think last year was probably the best they've ever had with him not on the field. Mm. And even then, that all fell apart with the Pride's jersey and all that. They didn't win a game after that. Uh, he's a senior player in the club, even though he's 26 years old. He is so much of their attack. And oh, yeah. it's it would be devastating for Manly fans who were desperate to see him to get back on the field. But also, you've got two done hamstrings, a shoulder injury. I think he has a couple of others as well over the course of his career. Man, I'm like, what are we thinking of Tommy like Tommy Turbo long term now? Well, I, I don't think you can think long term. And maybe like after that um, couple of hamstrings he had before, when he had that unbelievable season, and he stayed fit somehow, we couldn't believe it. But then it's just it's creeping back. And I'll tell you, every year that goes on in sport, the year older, it gets a lot harder. Well, look, I'll say I hope that uh, Turbo has a full recovery, but at the mm. same time, I would also like to say, sucked in, Manly! <laughs> sucked in! <laughs> uh, let's quickly turn to another basket technical case. Uh, the Tigers yep. oh, are geez. in a bit of a headache at the moment, a captaincy drain, as they're trying to call it at the moment. Maybe that can be filled by Moses. It's hilarious. So, uh, look, last year, I, I didn't realise this, the Tigers had six captains. <laughs> six <laughs> captains. Atamu, Abdui, um, uh, Malmaloa, um, Hastings, Brooks, Peachy. Now, uh, 
Tamau and um, and Peachy and Hastings are all, all left the club. So they're saying Tim Sheens doesn't know who's going to be captain. They want Brooks to try and actually get a couple, string a couple of passes together so they won't pick him. Who, who's, who's going to be captain? What a damning result for Luke Brooks lovers. <laughs> yeah, they, no. they can't even get a captaincy. Like, no. honestly, let's just put a pin in it. Let's go. Let's get out yeah. of here. Let's yeah. move on. Pull uh, the band-aid off. Yeah, exactly. You know what else is fascinating for the Tigers is Elias was in the media – uh, yeah, just the other day, saying that Mitchell Moses, if he's happy at Parramatta, he should stay at Parramatta while mm. he's in the middle of a potential bidding war for the Tigers to get him. That's Even baby. your own greats don't want Moses to come to your basket case club. <laughs> 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 like, what is happening? Uh, speaking of other basket cases, Dragons lose a rising star. Oh. Man, you're losing everything except the coach. I thought you weren't supposed to have this coach. It seems like everyone else is leaving. Nah, the Dragons. Are, look, this year, if we finish... In the top twelve, I'll be surprised. Oh mate, you got Ben Hunt there. I feel like I feel like Hunt's gonna get you above twelve. You sure. reckon? Oh. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you could. I'm surprised that he re-signed too. He should have left. Who so you're losing another star and you've also got the bombshell once once Bloody Cooper gets his chance in the media and he gets to share his big story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a basket There's, case, mate. I'm, look, I'm, I'm pretty happy in, in the cricket season not to think about the Dragons because it's it's too stressful during the season. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, let's talk boxing. Zoo uh, was in a fascinating Zoom press conference ahead of his fight. I've got to say, this he is the worst at promoting fights. Can we admit yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. He's one of the worst people when it comes to trying to promote a fight. He needs to get into some kind of media training or anti-media training, something. This nice guy act is not going to sell tickets, not going to sell bites, uh, bouts, and it's not going to get you much of a fight after you lose this one. What were your thoughts on it? We, yeah, he's definitely not a promoter, is he? And uh, this came down to a journalist. It was a stupid question from the journalist. He was sort of mm. saying he was questioning his last fight against Terrell um, Gushart that he, you know, anyone he comes up against with immense talent, and he said, well, I actually won that fight. Did I win? Did I win? <laughs> <laughs> so it was a pretty stupid comment. But, look, he's taking on the King Jamel Charlo, and uh, this is going to be a really, really big fight. But I think as a boxer, he's fantastic. But you're right, as a promoter, horrible. Yeah, it's just, just hard to get excited about Tim's yep. fights. I don't know mm. what the problem is there, but, you know. Uh, but, you know, we want to talk about excitement. NBA season, for those that are Lakers fans <laughs> and have probably been worried about this season, and you should still be. I mean, it is still 11 and 16. You've got a losing record. But, geez, you just took it to the Boston Celtics. Only to lose in overtime in what is already early on, but to be dubbed game of the year. It was, I watched this game. It was a cracking game. And look, it was good. It was There was no real superstar. I suppose Tatum got 44 points for Celtics. Yeah, Tatum. Um, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, apart from that. But it was it was shared around the court um, from both teams. But uh, yeah, cracking game. They muscled up, didn't they? I think the big thing for the Lakers is, I mean, Bron was a rebound and assist away from a triple-double with a 33 points yep. as well. Yep. But Anthony Davis... Yeah, 37 Something's points. Something's happened with yep. Anthony Davis now where he's he's playing really good, 37 points to 12 rebounds, which is what they really need from him. Russell Westbrook actually played well. It looked like a team working, mm. which is what we haven't seen from them for a while. Yep. Uh, I believe Westbrook started off the bench too, which is interesting for him to check his ego. They still managed 35 uh, minutes. <laughs> but the Anthony Davis story has been part of this turnaround by the Lakers. Um, it was impressive. Will it continue through the season? I feel like the trade deadline is still something okay. that the Lakers are looking at and strategizing around. 
right, put some okay. changes there. So, uh, but keep an eye. But if, if, this is the thing. They've got these three big names. If they can just play to their potential and together, this should yeah. be a team that can hold up against anyone. So that should There's be some green shoots there, mate, that I think. Yeah, they look good. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, look, football has been in the news a lot. Obviously, with the World Cup and the EPL is starting back up, Shano, and your war story uh, is from your first time catching the EPL. Yeah, I was over playing cricket for Somerset in 1996, and I, um, I'm probably 97 actually, I was over there. Um, anyway, I, my first EPL match I ever watched live was um, at Reading, Reading were in Nant versus the Blackburn Rovers, who had Shearer at the time, so I was pretty keen to see him play. I didn't really understand the passion of football over there until I got on the ground and the chant by the Reading crowd was, Reading, Reading, we'll kick your fucking head in. (laughs) 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 Pretty much kept my head down, just drank my pint of beer and just left the ground quickly afterwards. Yeah, 100%, dude. You're going to get messed up if you go into the wrong stadium in the EPL match, mate. Far out. (laughs) I'll tell you what, great atmosphere. And then I was fortunate enough many years later to see um, at Enfield, uh, Liverpool take on Man United, and when they sing "You'll Never Walk Alone," that is one of the greatest sporting um, events you can ever ever attend in your life. Mate, wow! That's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen, and a big thank you to our sponsors. Fantastic sponsors: Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And of course, Dammy Q, our producer, only has to put up with us for one more day. Before he goes on break, we'll catch you tomorrow for your daily dose of sport. Your beauty. See you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Strive Stronger with Andrew May. Listen in as Andrew May explores the latest in human performance with an all-star cast of subject matter experts. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.